Park Hopping Podcast number one. Another crappy podcast production. Hi there, this is Alan of DisneyFans.com, and this is the Park Hopping Podcast, show number one, the podcast that proves beyond a shadow of a doubt that, yes, it's true, anyone can have their own podcast. Thanks a lot to Apple for making it so darn easy. Now, I kind of got started with this whole theme park Disney internet thing uh, back around 1995 when I came across a website by the Banks family. Now, they had taken an Apple Quick Take digital camera with them on a vacation to Disney World. And each evening from the hotel, he would update his website with a couple of pictures he took while at the theme parks. It was a really interesting idea. And uh, I started to look around and bought my first digital camera in 1996. It was an Epson Photo PC. It was a little boxy camera with one megabyte of memory that I later upgraded to five megs, and it could hold up to 99 pictures, 640 by 480 resolution. In less mm, camera terms, I guess that means uh, little bitty pictures and not very many of them. Anyway, I had a free website at a place called GeoPages, which later became GeoCity, and then I think Yahoo bought them. Then I started hosting more and more pictures on my own computer dialed into the internet overnight, eventually moved to a big site on SimpleNet, which I think also is now owned by uh, Yahoo, and eventually found a new home at my DisneyFans.com domain, where I have well over 25,000 pictures from theme parks all across America. I've also done some experimenting with uh, digital video, have probably a hundred or more hours of of video from Disney World and Disneyland primarily, uh, done some experiments with 3D videotaping, and uh, even done some little virtual reality digital photos that I'm playing with lately. So it's a lot of different stuff, uh, but mostly video. So as you can see, an audio-only production for me really doesn't make a lot of sense. So here it is. Now, in 1996, I started documenting things with all my digital pictures. And uh, keep in mind, this was before everybody was running around with a digital camera. I actually had to explain that this was a computer camera when people would ask me what it was, because the term digital camera didn't mean anything yet. And when I picked up my first digital camcorder, uh, right when the digital video revolution was starting, you know, with the early IMAX... um, I started taping, you know, pretty much everything I could. I'd come back from a vacation, you know, 20, 30, 40 hours worth of video, and it's uh, digital stereo, and there's actually a couple of things I have that uh, are they're gone. They're attractions that have either been changed or removed or just something that was seasonal. So we'll see what we can dig up, and uh, maybe that'll be of interest. I know I've certainly enjoyed listening to the other podcasts that are out here and some of the amazing stuff that people are taping in the parks today and in even some of the stuff from long-gone attractions of yesterday, and maybe this will be my contribution to that. Okay, before I get started, let me explain a little bit about my background uh, being a Disney fan. Now, I grew up in Houston, Texas, far away from, you know, any Disney park. And in 1976, my parents took me on a wonderful vacation to the western United States. You know, we saw the Grand Canyon, the Petrified Forest, the Painted Desert, a lot of stuff. But the main reason we were going was to visit Disneyland in Anaheim, California. I have really fond memories from that trip. And when we headed back home, we must have had so much fun that we just kept on going. We headed to Florida and actually had another small vacation at the Magic Kingdom there. So some of my earliest memories were uh, almost a side-by-side comparison of the two Magic Kingdoms. Uh, growing up, I think I got to go to Disneyland, you know, maybe two other times, again, with, uh, you know, like my grandmother and some things like that. Um, but later on, we started uh, taking summer vacations to 
Florida to go see the Magic Kingdom there. Now, now early on, there was only one park, just the Magic Kingdom. So we would fill these vacations by going to Busch Gardens and SeaWorld and, you know, this little magic mystery funhouse place. A lot of other touristy type things we'd do. And uh, as the years progressed and Epcot opened and, uh, you know... MGM Studios and all these other things started being added, pretty soon we were spending, you know, full vacations there, and, you know, I haven't been to SeaWorld in, in a long time. Well, that's kind of how I got started with Disney. Now, in 1995, I, I moved to Iowa, again, far away from the Disney parks, but I had a job that would have me traveling, and I found myself several times a year uh, out in Irvine, right down the road from Anaheim, or out in Orlando, and I, I started picking up the uh, the annual passes, so when I was done with the day, I could run out to the parks for a while, even if it was only open for an hour longer. Um, and that's when the obsession really kicked in, and I started you know, taking pictures. I've had several times where I spent a week in uh, the Anaheim area, flying home just long enough to do laundry and get repacked and then spend a week in Orlando. So had a lot of times where I could go and visit the park side by side. And, um, you know, being an outsider, someone who never grew up around either park, uh, I'm not, you know, I don't have all these memories of what it was like for Disneyland just to be a place you drive to or Florida to be some place that's, you know, right down the road that they just open another major park every five years or whatever. So I think my perspective is a lot different from a lot of folks I've I've talked to. You know, there's friends of mine, Disneyland has always been a part of their life and and they they look at it very differently from how uh, a tourist does. And meanwhile, there's other people that, you know, the same thing's true for them growing up in Florida. So hopefully my uh, my thoughts and stories and perspectives will be a little unique in the fact that um, you know, I'm about in the middle as far as I can be uh from either. So we'll we'll see what happens there. Ah, 1969. What a fantastic year. Not only was it the year I was born, but it's also the year that my all-time favorite Disney attraction opened. Of course, I'm talking about the Haunted Mansion. Now, the mansion opened just a few years after Pirates of the Caribbean did, and it further helped establish what today we would consider a Disney-style ride. Lots of detailed scenes, audio animatronics, and just amazing special effects. Well... 35 years later, the Haunted Mansion is still one of the most popular attractions inside the theme park, which is why it was very strange back around 2000 when rumors started circulating that they were considering changing the Haunted Mansion. Well, a few years before that, they actually had done a very successful Christmas overlay to It's a Small World, changing the music and the scenes and making it more of a holiday celebration. That's kind of okay. The Small World is still a very popular attraction, but, I mean, pretty much everybody makes fun of the ride, and a lot of us just refuse to go on it. But we did when it changed to the holiday thing. But why would they possibly consider doing something like this to the mansion, a ride that's a classic, that people love. Well, I was very skeptical, but uh, in December 2001, I I made a trip out to Disneyland, uh, this time as a vacation, and got to experience the Haunted Mansion holiday for the very first time. The idea was they would take the characters from Tim Burton's Nightmare Before Christmas, and they would do an overlay, change the music, change the scenes, add a couple of new animated effects, and instantly we'd have a brand new holiday ride. And it was actually pretty clever because they could open it early enough that this ride would um, be special for Halloween time in October right up through Christmas time in December. Well, I was very skeptical. I'd seen some pictures on the internet, and it just really didn't look like it was a very quality um, designed attraction. It just didn't look very good, Not certainly not what I was used to with the Haunted Mansion. Well, I also had not seen A Nightmare Before Christmas yet, so I made sure to rent that before I went out 
and darn it if it didn't help things make a lot more sense because all the things that I thought just didn't look good looked exactly like they did in the movie, only bigger and scarier. To this day, I'm still a little freaked out by the giant duck in the attic. Anyway, the Haunted Mansion holiday opened and was an instant success in spite of the fact that we were all talking on the internet beforehand that it wasn't even going to be using music from Nightmare Before Christmas. Uh, well, there were a lot of things up against this uh, overlay, but the upgraded audio system, the new effects, and the fact that it was just such a different way to experience a classic attraction, and it only lasted three months than the original would come back, made it something that Eh, for the most part, the Haunted Mansion fans accepted. Now, one of the most unique things about this was the narration for the ride, The Ghost Host, originally done by the legendary voice talent Paul Freeze. Now, Mr. Freeze had passed away, so they got another voice to substitute for The Ghost Host. And he did an amazing job. I remember hearing the voice for the first time and, and, you know, just thinking, wow, you know, this is really good. Don't pull down the bar. It will float down with ease. And remember, no flash photography, please. Well, anyway, I'm sure I'll talk a lot more about the Haunted Mansion as it gets closer to uh, Halloween time, since it is my favorite Disney attraction. But for now, step back with me to December 14th, 2001, as we ride through the original Haunted Mansion holiday at Disneyland. Now, this audio comes from a digital video recording I made. It is in stereo. Starts off with the music under the opening credits I put on there. It's a little uh, strange to hear it in front of the Haunted Mansion holiday. But if you want to see the full video, I do have it available in the video section of DisneyFans.com for you to download and look at. Um, this particular audio I captured from a DVD I put together that has oh, maybe five or six different ride-throughs from different years, some that are in 3D. You have to wear the glasses for to see it. Just a lot of experiments I did. But for now, here's the Haunted Mansion Holiday. Christmas light. 
come witness a ghoulishly glorious sight. It's time for our holiday tale to begin. There's no turning back now. Please, come all the way in. Our holiday tale is a tale that's quite charming. But during this season, it's sometimes alarming. So relax and reflect. Feel free to take pause while we tell you a tale about dear Sandy Claus. Step all the way in, please, and fill in all that dead space. Ladies and gentlemen, for the best view of Jack decking the halls, please step into the dead center of the room and away from the walls. Twas the nightmare before Christmas and all through the house. Not a creature was peaceful, not even a mouse. The stockings all by the chimney with care, when opened that morning would cause such a scare. The children nestled all snuggled in their beds,
stars have adorned and deranged. And what to the wandering eyes disappears is Jack's little friend Zero. Christmas. In your black Christmas. You bet. 
So there you have it, the original Haunted Mansion holiday at Disneyland from 2001. Now, in the years that followed, they updated the holiday edition slightly. Of course, the music changed. That was pretty major. But there were other minor things that were different. Some portraits changed. The gingerbread house would be different each year. They even had a fine Oogie Boogie plot line. Um, so they've always been doing these little things to kind of freshen it up and make it uh, a nice experience. And it's, it's been fun getting back to see it once a year and try to find the things that they've done to it. Now, I wasn't really happy with the change in music originally because I was really attached 
to the uh, the first Haunted Mansion holiday soundtrack. Well, there's actually been a couple of minor things they've done, and, and I will admit that after I've heard it the last two times, and am certainly more familiar with the Nightmare Before Christmas movie now, uh, it's really grown on me. It's much more orchestrated. So, in a future podcast, probably one closer to Halloween itself in October, I'll play some of my tapings from later versions of the Haunted Mansion holiday with the current, or at least something a lot closer to the current version of the soundtrack. In the meantime, you can visit my website, DisneyFans.com, and browse over 25,000 digital photos at theme parks like Disneyland and Disney World and various other places I've traveled. There's also a number of downloadable video files, most of which are going to be the audio you'll be hearing on this podcast. If you want to drop me an email, my email address is alan, that's A-L-L-E-N, at DisneyFans.com. And eventually we'll be moving the website from DisneyFans.com to ParkHopping.com, and then this uh, podcast title will make a little more sense. Well, thanks a lot. I'm glad that you're here. Be sure to subscribe because I certainly don't have a schedule or any type of plan for a schedule for this. I'll just kind of do them whenever I have time and feel like it. But if you're subscribed through iTunes or some other type of podcasting program, uh, I'm sure that program will let you know when I've got something new up. Thanks a lot. It's been fun. And uh, we'll catch you next time. This has been the Park Hopping Podcast, show number one, Haunted Mansion Holiday. Thanks for listening. Another crappy podcast production. Grim Gemming Ghost, arranged by Alan Huffman. Haunted Mansion Ballroom Music, copyright Disney, used without permission. Please don't sue me. Be sure to visit anothercrappypodcast.com to learn more about this and other equally exciting <sighs> podcasts. Mm.